Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And if you like milk, why not grab a glass of sweet Thala Blyron milk? It's Blygon Gin himself. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought that my name would be used as a pun for a milk brand set in a fantasy universe how about that how are you jabba the hard you absolute gangster Geezer, good you thank you so we mentioned it off air but surviving the heat wave over here went down to uh, lewis castle today and i've been reveling in that golden age of star wars we're currently in and i see you've been drinking your ting tonight oh mate it's been an absolute mad ting um <laughs> i tell you it's been absolutely boiling here in the uk i've had a cracking weekend it's the bank holiday monday the last summer bank holiday here oh. in the uk and i tell you what mate forget all about that because it's been d23 in los angeles this weekend Legend. Disney's annual convention for all things Disney. That don't just mean Pixar and the Disney films and everything that you kind of associate with the Disney brand. No, it means Marvel. It means Lucasfilm. It means Lucasfilm. It means Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. That's what it means. So we are absolutely buzzing about this weekend. And I think it's fair to say Star Wars has absolutely stolen the show this year. Am I right? I'll tell you what, mate. I think D23 has stolen the show this year because before this, D23 was just a pretty cool celebration of Disney. They've come out with every gun blazing possible. Not just with Star Wars, but with the Disney catalogue. They have come out with some They've they've won the convention circuit this year, and Star Wars absolutely trumped it this year. Yeah, couldn't agree more, buddy. So I guess that means let's just slide into the news because there's by the time you guys, you absolute legends, have listened to this show, you already know what's up. So we're going to go through the news, and then we're going to talk about what everybody is waiting to hear about. So. First up, Marvel's Star Wars main comic series, which is just called Star Wars, is actually coming to an end. The current series that's actually set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back will end on issue 75. You know, I think I'm, I'm not surprised of that one, especially now the main trilogy is coming to um, an end. It feels like we're kind of moving into the next phase of Star Wars so it, it only makes sense that the you know the continuation of of the quote unquote Star Wars Marvel um, comic um, comes to an end as well. But I've not been reading that. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think it's the right idea. It ran the risk of oversaturating that era between the New Hope and Empire, which this Big comic time. line had actually already started to oversaturate with storylines and adventures and plot points, where it actually ran the risk mm. of upsetting established canon like Vader and Luke fighting before. The Empire Strike Back, but before obviously knowing who each other was. 
I mean, we've got Afro, we've got the Age of Specials, we're going to have the Rise of Skywalker tie-ins. There's, a, there's seemingly a new Vader comic every single month. So the comics aren't going away. The, the sales of this were good. I think it's just that they're going to move into a different timeline. Maybe Empire and Return of the Jedi or that 30-year gap they're going to start looking into. Like you say, the new, the new era, the new phase. Yeah, spot on. And I, I think the oversaturation thing is like hitting the nail on the head there. You know, there's too much. It, it doesn't need to be that much. And also, you know, signing up, I began collecting uh, that comic. I have a first edition uh, print of the first comic mm-hmm. of, quote-unquote, Star Wars from Marvel that came out in 2015. I think it was 2015 think or was, 2014. Yeah. And, yeah, that, you know, it's it's great. But, again, you slowly realise this ain't ending anytime soon. It just keeps going. And that was one of... Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I was like, do you know what? I'm I'm going to stop collecting these now because I can't afford to keep up with this for a story I'm not super duper invested in. You know, I'm not I'm not like falling in love with it. So, you know, that's, fair that, that's my two cents on that anyway. Yeah, that's fair dues. And that first issue still holds the acclaim of being the only comic book out of all of them this century to sell over one million copies. So um, certainly wasn't anything to do with sales. So moving on to the second bit of news we got before the the meaty stuff was uh, Galaxy's Edge. The fully immersive hotel uh, is unveiled and it gets a name. And the name is the the Halcyon of the Chandrilla Starline. That's where Ben Solo was born and Mon Mothma too. Uh, But they're only offering two night stays. Get this. Potentially unconfirmed, potentially costing £7,000 plus for a family of five. It, this is not cheap, and they're giving you—it's only two nights. They're not giving you one. It's fully immersive. It's obviously set in space. You—you you are basically required to become part of the story and the experience. So it's going to be wicked. But for seven grand, uh, yeah, I'd want to feel like I was in a feature film. I'd want to take a recording yeah, over me in this, and I... it's about fifty times the size of the Falcon in terms of in-universe scale. But this is a this is a, a cool story because it shows where the franchise kind of branches out into the kind of weird zany kind of stuff. And trust me, if I had seven grand, grand laying about, I'm there for two nights, Bree and Jabba the HUD. It's just a fluffy bit of news, but are you, uh, are you, are you checking in for two nights anytime soon? No. <laughs> Have a laugh. Dude, I think we need to do like, Another episode coming up, maybe in the dry spell, if there even is going to be a dry spell between now and um, probably, I don't know, like the next episode nine trailer. Spoiler for the rest of the episode. Hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What have you done before? I think we need another like like Galaxy's Edge um, episode because, because that's just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. How are families meant to afford that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be cutting edge. I'm sure it's going to be the best Disney hotel Disney's done. I'm sure it's going to be immersive. I'm sure it's going to be this, that, and the other. Um, but I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's it's, that sounds like that sounds like too much money. Who on earth is going to spend money on that? Yeah, let's see. I'd, I'd be interested to see like what it is specifically for just like a couple, like yeah, yeah. two people. But let's see what happens because. I can't afford that anytime soon. And I know I know many, many, many Star Wars fans. None of them can afford that. None of them. So Those prices are unconfirmed, but uh, it does sound like the kind of price tag you'd get. But as Luke said, we're not going to be going anytime soon for seven grand. But if, if it's any less than that, probably still won't be going for six grand. But um, as we said, all <laughs> of the major news this month came out of D23. So that's going to be discussion going forward this episode. And we knew we were going to get 
something. We thought, because we'd spoken about it before, we thought we were just going to get a bit of Ma- bit of the Mandalorian. We're going to get a trailer, maybe a poster. We kind of hoped and spitballed last week that Will Ewan come out on stage. We did. In my member saying, you know, my heart says yes, but my head says no. Uh, what we got was nothing short of mental. So Blilo, what what was the first thing we got? Right, so the first bit is that we get a sneaky little glimpse into Vader Immortal Episode 2. Um, and fans got to look at the, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Dark Ghast Corvac's Fortress. Yep. Um, and there's like a wicked looking picture of this like monster looking thing with like four arms and it looks all scary and creepy. Very science fantasy, which is very, uh, that, which pretty much is star wars you look up science (laughs) fantasy you want the definition of that it's star wars mate there's nothing else like it um but yes so so that's that's got a lot of people uh of of that uh, fans of that game excited sadly i've not been able to play it you've not been able to play it have you matt i haven't unfortunately Uh, no, it's something I would like to play, but there there are guys uh, that are eagerly awaiting that. Um, and also, just an update from that series. Obviously, we had the Black Bishop yes. in that, which sounded just just like Snoke. Bit of a missed opportunity, maybe. I mean, yeah, no one's ever really gone, and no theories are ever really gone, in in my opinion. Um, but apparently it's been confirmed that that is definitely not Snoke. So, you know, there's there's a cheeky little update on that. Uh, it sounded like everything was ready because the Black Bishop, he kind of, for some reason, just dwells underneath Vader's castle like a weirdo. And Snoke mm-hmm. has a ring on his finger, which has an, this is me being nerdy, has an obsidian-crusted crystal on his finger, which came from underneath Vader's castle. That was confirmed in the last Jedi visual dictionary. So Snoke's got a crystal from beneath Vader's castle. This black bishop, <laughs> geezer, just happens to hang around under there like it's some sort of nightclub. But he's got nothing to do with him. But, you know, if it's being confirmed, it's being confirmed. Uh, yeah, the dark ghast looks wicked. It looks like a nasty cousin of the Rancor. And you've got to fight it during your during this game. Because Vader's your teacher, and he's not very patient, apparently. And he teaches you the ways of the Force and um, some lightsaber training so you can find this bright star um, from beneath uh, Mustafar in the Corvax Fortress. And apparently that gives you the power of immortality or people back from the dead or whatnot. So I would love to play this. I, I'm one of those guys who are probably a bit of a completionist. I'd rather play it when every episode's out so I can just play the whole thing through. But it's a good yeah. bit of news. And for those, of you, for those who have played it, I know a few guys out there we spoke to have done. Uh, it's good news. Let us know what you think about this. But I would like to play it first. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. It's just one of those things that it's not top of my priority right now to like invest into a VR um, system and, and play this. If if I had the disposable income, I'd be all on it. But just just right now, I'm good with the highlight videos on YouTube. Yeah, that's but right. it's still it's good, it's good news though. It's good news for the community. Oh, no, it's great good, news. Good news for Star Wars gaming as well. It's great news for technology as well. It has the high ground. And yeah. something else which I'm interested <laughs> in your um, priorities as well is the Clone Wars season seven. Finally gets a release date. Now, we'd spoken before. I, I was convinced it was coming out in November. I'd read somewhere. Blilo Ren said it was coming out next year. We've now got confirmation that the uh, the Emmy Award winning series is going to come back in February of 2020. Uh, of course, there was the hashtag Save the Clone Wars campaign, which went on forever. Dave Filoni finally came out and said, we hear you. Here we go. We're going to finish this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going up. And we know it's going to have the Siege of Mandalore. And it's going to basically take us right up to Order 66, which is going to be cool to see. Now, the Clone Wars, this is, 
if I could be so bold, probably the news which I was just a bit like, eh, cool, you know, great, great. I mean, I mean, I liked the Clone Wars. I did like the series, but since Rebels has come out, I've, I've preferred that. Resistance was fine, but the Clone Wars season seven isn't getting me as pumped as I thought it would be. I'm going to watch it, of course I am, and I'm probably going to love it and fall back in love with it. But whilst this is good news. I mean, I think we all knew it was going to be coming out in the next, within November to sort of April next year. But yeah. I, I, it's good news. I know there's a lot of you out there who love the Clone Wars, and I'm absolutely not talking down to it because I really enjoy it. But when I heard this, I, I just thought, okay, that's cool. Uh, it's good to get confirmation. But I know you're not the, I know you place Rebels ahead of Clone Wars. Let me rephrase that carefully. Yeah, I I do I do put Rebels ahead of Clone Wars, but there's still arcs of uh, the Clone Wars that I absolutely love and adore. Like you said, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be pumped for it. Um, but right now, you know, is that on top of my radar? No, it's not. I'm I'm looking at all the other content that mm-hmm. Star Wars is going to give us before then. I think it's a very smart move that they're actually doing it in February once um, Episode Nine is in theaters and starting to slow down a little bit. You know, the Mandalorian hype is starting to die down. Um, Clone Wars is going to be that little bit of something, something to keep us going yeah. uh, until our next bit of uh, Star Wars juice comes out the factory. I think you've put a spot on there because we've got so much coming out. I think I think the Mando have... finishes in January, but then from then on, we've got a barren spell. But uh, we know we're going to get Resistance is coming back as well. Plus, we've got other shows and series which are being announced and coming out. So we're not going to be starved for very long. And talking, talking, Matt, <laughs> Matthias, Jabba the Hud, you absolute legend. Something beautiful has happened. This sounds like Padman Anakin. We did a cheeky little episode last week all about Obi-Wan Kenobi. What if? And a series of what if. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to say it myself. I'm going to let you... Listen to Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, and none other than Ewan McGregor announced this. Listen to this. Kathleen. Kathleen. Can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. <laughs> so, there we go, guys. Obi-Wan Kenobi, a series on Disney Plus. It's coming. Hello there. I can't wait, mate. <laughs> I cannot believe they did that. I was I was thinking, you know, it's a long shot that it's going to be announced. They might want to get everyone hyped, but it's a long shot that, they, that it'll be announced. They only went and did it, didn't they? Mate, Kathleen Kennedy listens to Star Wars Sessions. Mate, it, the fact is, I heard Kathleen Kennedy talk about the fans twice this weekend. Once was actually during the Clone Wars. She says, yeah, we heard that you wanted more Clone Wars and we're doing it. And she mentions that again with the Obi-Wan stuff. She says, yeah, we know that people want an Obi-Wan stuff, so we're doing it, right? Yeah, so they do listen. They're that, listening. They, they, they're listening. That's one. That's my first little mention I want to say. Secondly, you can tell from the energy from Ewan McGregor 
that he is so, so game for this series. He is proper buzzing to get on with it and start shooting this Obi-Wan series. Matt, what names are we thinking this is going to be called? Obviously, we, we've spoken about Obi-Wan last week, right? But I want to I just add a little bit of freshness, something we didn't talk about last week. What could they call it? Would they go something real simple? Would they mix it up a little bit? What are you thinking? Straight up, I think they're just going to keep it as simple as possible. I can't see past Kenobi because they can't call him Obi-Wan because that's a name he hasn't heard for a long time. So, and obviously mm-hmm. they've got to mention, they've got to skirt around that as well, because he's not going to be called Obi-Wan at all. He's going to be called Ben through the whole thing. Because uh, so it's got to be Kenobi, unless they want to go for some kind of arty type name, like, uh, I don't know, Tat- Tatooine Sun or something like weird like that. But <laughs> I think it's just got to be Kenobi. Yes, Apprentice of Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Qui-Bat. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a curveball. That was a bit unfair. That weren't on the show notes, was it, Matt? That yeah, was just out of nowhere. Catching me out of nowhere there. <laughs> Saber in the sand. Saber in the sand. There we go. There's the name. Hello Done. There. Kathleen Kennedy, contact us. We'll pay Palace the money for the name we've just given you. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I, I can't wait for this series. Um, where, when's it meant to be out? 2021? Um, well, Is that when they said? Kathy, or have they not announced well, that? Well, she said that the scripts the scripts are done. It's been, you know, we've been talking about it for so long. And in the meantime, they've actually been working on this series for so long. The scripts are ready and we're, and we're shooting next year. So, yeah. I mean, there's a, potentially November next year, we could get it like, uh, at the same time as Amando this year, potentially, or could be. 2021. But, mate, what a moment this was. When he... Because I I was up I was I was up that evening just watching yeah you, I was, you I was, stayed up late didn't you? I was doing something I don't know what I was doing but um, then I noticed I was like oh god D twenty three I watched this because I was uh, on the Twitterverse and Instagram and people were sort of live tweeting and live feeding about it so I was obviously joining in so shout out to everybody on there uh, the usual faces and I I watched the stream online and when they when they they did all the other things we're going to mention but then they said. Now, we've got one more thing we want to mention. We've been telling all these lies and fibs, but we've got one very special member of the family who wants to come out. And I thought, you are kidding me. And it was like a proper mm-hmm. chills moment. Because it was only a short moment. It's only on stage for, what, a minute and a half, two minutes? But minute, minute and a half, I, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'm, do you know what? I'm hoping they film this in Dagenham because, hello there, road trip. That's just around, literally around the corner <laughs> for me and Luke. We'll be popping our heads around that door if they do. It was after all the years of speculating theories, constant questions for Ewan. He finally got what he wanted. We finally got we want what we wanted a week after our show. It was just a lovely. It's like it's almost like a release for everybody. That finally we've all kind of known that the fans wanted it. We've kind of had an inkling that the Lucasfilm wanted it. Lucasfilm slash Disney. We know Ewan wanted it. So it's like a no brainer. So to finally have it confirmed by the, the only two people who could actually give us the confirmation was was a brilliant moment and I'm so glad I actually got, got to stay up to watch it but yeah I can't wait for this show and um, yeah check out our last show where we gave our full thoughts our hopes wishes fears for the now confirmed Sabre in the Sand series can we just acknowledge the fact though how much of a missed opportunity it was not for Ewan to come in and say 
hello there. <laughs> I wanted him to jump from the ceiling like he did in I, Revenge honestly, of the Sith. <laughs> have, have you seen that video? Have you guys seen that video? It's an edited video on like YouTube and Instagram that's been. It's, it went viral like a couple months ago. Um, of or was it after the World Cup? Because the video is of uh, a bunch of England fans, England uh, football fans, um, during the World Cup in a pub, I think, in some city. And uh, it's during one of the, the goals, one of the England goals. But instead on this massive TV, instead of the England goal, it's uh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Revenge of the Sith <laughs> jumping down. <laughs> and when he jumps down and goes, hello there, all the fans go mental. <laughs> and I know the types you mean, actually, yeah. There, there was that thing in in the last World Cup in uh, 2018, like the England fans and all the pubs are throwing their beers in the air because yeah. like you'd go to these places and they were serving the pints in like plastic pint cups, which is stupid. But anyway, it kind of like created this tradition where everyone was throwing their cups in the air. But that video is absolute quality. That's what would have been going down at D23 if that was the case. Mate, I know exactly the videos you mean. Yeah, they're kind of. It wasn't like they were in a cinema almost at times watching it as well. I know exactly the types you mean. Um, I'm going to go after this show and watch that again just for the sheer yeah. Um, let's try. Let's try and figure out if we can post it on social media, maybe. Yep. Uh, there's there will be let's a way. Find it. We'll we'll get it on there. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello there. Yeah. yeah these yobs chucking their beer in the air. Um, <laughs> so so good. I mean, we spoke about this um, for about an hour last week. So. I'm probably right in saying there's not much more we can say other than the fact that we are ridiculously happy that it's finally been announced. I was so happy. The content we've got from this weekend is shocking. It's shockingly good. I I am overwhelmed at how good it is. Funny thing is, we're not even finished yet because um, just as a, just as a side note, speaking of Dagenham, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk came out on stage. Just simply to give the still yeah. untitled casting show a bit of exposure, that is filming in London. I think that is going to be that is I think confirmed to be Dagenham, and uh, it's yeah. not going to be called K Two Fast, K Two Furious, like Alan Tudyk said. But basically, we got we got no info. That, <laughs> I love that. Exactly, we got no info. They looked like they were going to drop the title, and Kathy Kenny was like, "No, no, 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 you're not saying that." But basically, all we do know is Diego Luna really wants to touch Jabba the Hutt. Make sure Jabba the Hutt's not Jabba the Hutt. Uh, and it's basically it's it's set three years before A New Hope, which interestingly it's set in the Rebels timeline. So plenty of opportunity for some little crossovers there. That would be amazing. That would be really. I'd be definitely on board for some Rebels crossovers. Definitely be on board for that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. If that's the show that I'm least excited about, I think I've been pretty vocal yeah. and honest of that so far. But still, it's great to see the confirmation. It's great to see Alan Tudyk and um, oh, remind me of his yeah, name Diego again, Luna. the cast Diego Luna. Thank you. Um, it's great to see them on the same stage again. The chemistry there is fantastic, and I'll be honest with you, K two. I think it's one of my favourite droids my favorite, ever. Yeah. In Star Wars, like, that character is incredible. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. Yep. So they're filming in Dagenham. So. Hello there, road trip to Dagenham. Uh, we're going to we're going to pretend to be we're going to pretend to be janitors for the week and just go into our brooms and just take a those, few pictures. Those guys honestly have no clue what they are getting themselves into because Dagenham, <laughs> bit different to the other side of London. <laughs> not not quite <laughs> like the other the other side of London, like nearby nearby Pinewood. You've got the like Windsor area, Castle. Yeah. You got like these beautiful areas and like Dagenham. <laughs> Dagenham's for the people who don't know, Dagenham is most famous having a Ford factory there. <laughs> that 
Uh, no, nothing against Ford. Ford's, you know, great each to their own. But like, the area isn't very known it's, for being particularly nice. It looks like nice. it sounds Dagenham, and no disrespect to Dagenham, Dagenham for those of you who live there. We live not far from Dagenham, so let's put that out there now. But um, yeah, it's gonna. But mate, and who knows? Maybe that maybe they're gonna plush the area up just for these A-list celebs to come That's in. It. It's good. It's it's good for the area, and it's actually good for that bit of London. It actually, a geeky geeky fact. It used to be part of Essex Dagenham it did yeah but it's actually it's it's formally now London as London's grown uh, after the war and whatnot and got bigger and so on and so forth um yeah so it is it, I mean right, for me and, and yourself I mean it, that's like a 20 minute car ride yep. half an hour car ride depending on traffic you know it's not far at all so I mean, we're not joking when we say surveillance, session surveillance. Yeah. That is a real possibility over the next 12 months, guys. So, yeah, keep keep a eye out for that. Yes. If you don't hear from us for 12 months, we've been arrested for trespassing. So they're, 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 they are just part, that's like, the, that's like the bread between what we're going to tell you now. So, I mean, that, we didn't mean to breeze oh. through those, but I mean, Ober we spoke about last week. We are dead chuffed about that. And Vader and Clone Wars are kind of nice, cool bits of news which expand the lore. These next two pieces of news, though, this is going to pretty, pretty much be the show going forward. Is that is that uh, right? Dude, I I am getting ready. I have got this week, a in, in the spirit of Notting Hill Carnival, which is a Caribbean carnival that happens in London over party. the bank holiday weekend in uh, the UK, um, I have a West Indies porter, a Guinness <laughs> West Indies porter. Um, so I am going to open that right now as we tuck in to the meaty part of the show. Matthias, take it away, yes. you legend. Do it. I've got a pint of water because I've got to be good. We are talking first up, <laughs> the one piece of news which we all knew we were going to get, the Mandalorian trailer. Before we oh. basically explode in absolute unadulterated, unadulterated joy, I can't even get the words out, here is a short clip of what the cast and the crew said backstage at D23 about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is a story about a gunfighter traveling the galaxy, primarily sticking to the Outer Rim away from the New Republic. The Mandalorian is a hard-hitting, raw and visceral exploration into just what it is that drives bounty hunters to do what they do. It is as big and as good as any Star Wars you've seen. He's surviving in a very competitive, brutal world without any order. It's very much the story of the underdog. No, we're all kind of underdogs in this, oh, aren't yeah. we? And the background players come front and center. All the people that had very little screen time get a lot of screen time in this. John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I think, know what you want to see. It's good. <laughs> so good. But we have one woman who is the driving force behind this whole thing. Gina. 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 For all those girls out there who yes. have wanted to be the heroine, who have wanted to do action stuff and be cool, you're going to be watching Gina. She is like the bomb. We can't reveal everything about the story, which is just going to blow you away coming November 12th, only in one place on Disney+. Plus. That was great. He's man. my favorite person. Great. What a great cast. And what I like is the, the togetherness. They all seem to be 
bonded the main cast and I love how they've got this uh, rapport but trailer I loved this trailer I love the tone oh. I love the feeling what Favreau wanted he said he wanted the first act of A New Hope he's got it the music is genuinely excellent there's this mystery there's a momentum towards it with, especially in that final shot with Amando walking uh, in the title it's like it's a Lawrence of Arabia style shot but also just quickly for the first time I know, I know so I mentioned this previously on, one of the, on the Mandalorian show he did They've now put the word Star Wars above the title because before yes. it was just The Mandalorian. Now it's Star Wars The Mandalorian. But I mean, I saw you mention that. Yeah, some of the iconography, cinematography. I'm not going to steal all the thunder, but some of it is outstanding. I mean, obviously, it opens up with those <laughs> shots of the dusty stormtrooper helmets. They look ominous and fabulous. Shadows casted against the buildings and on spikes. I mean, that's proper sort of medieval. We get to see these like big, wide shots of these new towns and landscapes, including that like, wicked, cracked floor place, which looks like a massive chocolate brownie. With a Mando gets a tool up. There's this Twi'leks sort of Harley Quinn playing of her knife. That is the Death Troopers, ATSTs, Werner Herzog. We get Carbonite. I mean, this is about a minute. It's about a minute and forty seconds, I think, or two minutes, like sub two minutes. And this trailer is. One of the best Star Wars trailers I've seen. It was, yes. honestly, without any hyperbole, it was magnificent. It was superb. But before I start blurting out everything I thought was great in this like, stream of consciousness, what did you... I, well, I know what you think, but let's tell those legends out oh, there. Oh, dude. I just think, you know, at Star Wars Celebration back in April, um, John Favreau said to Pedro Pascal, who is playing the Mandalorian in this show. He is the Mandalorian. He told him, you need to watch a lot of Clint Eastwood films. Mm -hmm. And this show is a Western, isn't it? And that's what... just like one. That is what Jon Favreau means. When he says, I want to get that feeling, that first, that, that, that start of a new hope feeling, that is also what I think he's implying, is that Western, gritty feel that you do get at the start of A New Hope. You get that feeling. No, you do. I think the trailer nails it. You've already said everything, right? The planet that looks like a brownie, <laughs> wicked. The cantina, wicked. Oh, yeah. the, the, the ship, right? The ship looks brilliant. It's the Razor Crest That's is right, the yeah. name of it, right? Fantastic. Great design. I mean... The design, the design on this show is just unbelievable. I do not know any other TV show that looks as good as this when it comes to effects. When it comes to effects, no, you're right. there isn't. all all I can think of is you know I've seen I don't watch it but I've seen some of the scenes from Game of Thrones. They can be very good, but then they can also look a bit ropey when the dragons are involved mm-hmm. and whatnot. And you're like, mm, okay, Stranger Things, very good. Lots of practical effects, although that is a lot easier to do because, you know, it is set in this world. Um, but the, again, some of the aliens in that don't look great. This, this, my friend, looks like it's raising the bar and raising the standard of streaming television of streaming shows in general this just looks like a game changer and lucasfilm should be very very proud john favreau should be very proud 
Dave Filoni, very proud of what they've produced here because the community, the way they have reacted to this is unbelievable. You look at the comments on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, people are going mental for this. People who aren't even diehard Star Wars fans are realizing what this is. They've seen it come up on their YouTube feeds and they're going, Wow, this show looks incredible. Like, I didn't even know this was being made. I'm I'm sold. When's Disney Plus coming out? You know, it's doing its job. It looks incredible. I can't disagree with any of that. Fifteen million dollar budget per episode, and they're they're getting every bit of money out of that they can. It looked fantastic, and obviously they've still got a little bit more time if they want to refine anything. If they want to do any last minute tweaks, they've still got a little bit of time. Not much. But a little bit of time before we get on to the whole <laughs> Disney Plus UK controversy, which we can't kind of not talk about. I mean, mm. there were so many good shots in this. What what were a couple of the ones which, just just thinking off the top of head, what were some of your favourite parts of this trailer? Because there's quite a lot. I mean, first thing that comes to mind is at the end where the Mandalorian gets like his bounty, I'm like, assuming, or an enemy. Yeah. And he's like, he like uses his rope to push get the guy, pull him back from running away from the door. He he gets his other hand, shoots the door, um, and, like, the door closes to cut the guy in half. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know if the actual cutting of the half is going to be on camera or not. Personally, I think it's more effective if it wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. just um, a squelch. Yeah, yeah. Which you hear <laughs> in the trailer as well. You can sort of make that horrible squelchy noise when it closes. Dude. I mean, when you when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, they are they are not messing about." No, they are not messing People about. People wanted mature, gritty, dark Star Wars. Yes, big time, big time. Um, I just can't believe how good this looks. Like, it just <laughs> looks so good. I'm almost, I almost feel like overwhelmed with the Star Wars content we are, we we got this weekend. What we're getting uh, in in the near future, it's incredible. Well, in, you name a moment, mate. You uh, name a moment. Uh, obviously, that moment you mentioned there. Incredible. Well, obviously, the opening. Yeah, I love the opening with the when they're panning across the stormtrooper helmets. I like. Yes. I liked it also. Just when IG Eleven and the Mando. Are just cutting falls down. The Mandalorian's got this like massive gun, and he's just shooting like these guys off the top of a building. IG eleven, IG eleven is twisting, turning, and just <laughs> cutting people down left, right, and centre. And again, you mentioned the quality and raising the bar. Action wise, I mean, I can't speak too much because we haven't seen we haven't seen everything, but the action so far in this show looks great. It looks well edited. Doesn't look too uh, frantic, and it looks you know it looks proper tough. Um, and so that moment, I I liked the Twilight Harley Quinn playing. I think that might be Emily Swallow. Uh, regular listener, Samuel Allen, shout out. He asked a question a couple of months ago to whether we thought she was going to be playing like a CGI character. Uh, and actually, it seems like she may be playing this mischievous looking Twilight. And it's just good to see those legacy aliens coming back also this time. We haven't got, we've got a purple one this time. We also got like this woman and a child. She, they appeared in a few shots. And I'm thinking, yeah, are they like critical that to that mission at all? They've got to have something to do with the whatever you know the bounty is for. That's true. I I, I looked at it. I was like, what? Oh, mate, this is this is that sort of thing though. In like that really spikes my interest because that's not what I was expecting to see in the trailer. Because as an audience, we don't know who they are. 
you know, we shouldn't necessarily care about them. And yet the trailer is presented in such a way that you kind of do. You think, oh, okay, is the Mandalorian hunting those guys? Are they hiding from him? This guy, is he and is the Mandalorian a hero? Is he an anti-hero or is he a bad guy? You know, we don't oh, yeah. we don't know. We we do not know. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. I think for me, this is gonna be this is a classic Luke answer. It's probably a really lame one, <laughs> but it's the gen <laughs> it's the general atmosphere of the trailer, right? You have the sets, the uh, planet choices, the grading, like the color grading. Yeah, yeah. Very moody, very Western. Again, I'm it feels the Wild West. It's it looks incredible, and it gives you this this feeling of it, like almost suspense, where you're like, "Oh, what's, what's going to happen here? here? This is this is this is like a bit gritty." And I'd like to also make a point that we do not, unless. I'm mistaken, and in which case I will be an absolute moron. Um, we do not hear one word from the Mandalorian during this trailer, do we? Nope. In that sizzle reel from Celebration, he said a couple of words, but there's minimal dialogue yes. at all. It's pretty much Werner Herzog, yes. and that's it. That's it. And, I mean, he sounds awesome in it. I mean... Bounty hunting is a complicated oh, profession. I mean, you think it's... You think the guy should sound like a bit robotic, but it doesn't. It just works. It works. And I think that's how I'd summarise the trailer. Everything about it works. It was, we, I dug every moment of this. I mean, we've got carbonite freezing chambers as well. Who the heck was that? Oh, people people reckon that was Hondo in that. They probably explain why he's still alive, like 6,000 years after the Clone Wars. But um, there was Death <laughs> Troopers. Giancarlo Esposito drops a bomb in one of his interviews. Not a real big one, but he named his character. He's playing Moff Gideon, who was an Imperial leader before the Empire fell. And he basically he's he he's basically said of himself, he's got a big brain and he's very, very smart. He 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 knows people's movements before they do. So it looks like Moff Gideon is gonna be potentially onto the Mandalorian in this, because uh, there's one shot of the Razor Crest taking fire. So we know he's got some enemies along the way somehow, but yeah, Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito. We get to see Gina Carano, she's in like one scene. But she also um, had an interview, quite a ropey interview to be fair, at D23, where she said, she was asked by an interviewer, what are you most excited for people to people when they watch this show, basically? And she said, uh, she said there was a, there's a big surprise, a big surprise that, that will change our expectations for the show. And she's so excited for us to see this. So something apparently is like cataclysmic twist is going to appear, happen, which is going to completely change Ooh. how we view this show. Could be anything. Who knows? Maybe Pedro Pascal will get killed in the first episode. But uh, maybe she's the Mandalorian. Who knows? But there's, there's something that happens in it, which is apparently, you know, groundbreakingly um, epic. So it, ju it just adds oh. to the hype train for me. I mean, the spice that's coming out of this weekend right and oh, and, in, and the only downer is we've spoken with a couple of our UK um, friends out there shout out to the UK based uh, session squad who aren't going to be getting this on November the 12th in fact we've got to get it in March and I know one man's not very happy about that and his name's Luke Bly yeah I was dis displeased with it 
here, here's the thing. I've been thinking about this, and we've been chatting about this to our um, very loyal listener yep. and one of our latest patrons, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. Um, but we've been talking to Snicked87, also known as Luke Summerfield, Ooh. one of our favourite, or if not our favourite Welshman. Yep, he's a good, good he, bit of Welsh rabbit. Mate, he's a legend, and we've been chatting to him about this, right? Because I'm very, very disappointed in Disney with our circumstances. Does it sit wholly with Disney? No, it doesn't. I think they're having a bit of trouble getting everything agreed with uh, Disney Plus for the UK market. I think I've heard that a lot of that is to do with Sky over here, which... Now, I don't know what the equivalent to Sky is in in different countries. I know they're in some European countries like Italy and Germany, but I also know they're not in America and they're not in a lot of the rest of the world, right? Now, Sky in Britain owns the rights to a lot of shows. uh, uh, Yeah, a lot of things. Football, sport, doc movies. Things that aren't BBC or ITV, there's... uh, there's Sky has, right? So, for example, in, in the States and in a lot of countries, and I know in Scandinavia, um, HBO has its own channel mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones is um, distributed to HBO, yep. right? Because they're the, they're the producers, they're the people that make it. Um, Sky, however, distributed Game of Thrones in the UK because HBO doesn't have a channel in the UK for many different reasons, mm-hmm. legal issues. Now, here's the thing. With D- with Disney+, Plus, we know that The Simpsons is going to be on there, lots of other shows, National Geographic shows, so on and so forth. Now, we feel that it's probably to do with that. We feel like there's not enough time for Disney, Sky, and other parties involved to figure out how everything can be done for a Disney Plus release to the British market in November, mm-hmm. which I'm very disappointed in. I'm super disappointed in. It's felt all a little rushed, I'll be honest with you. Since, you know, Disney Plus and everything's been announced, it feels like now they're just rushing to get these deals done. We don't know that for sure. It just feels like that from an outsider. feels rushed. Um, especially because we know countries like Holland are getting it the same mm-hmm. date as the US and Canada. New Zealand get it a week after, so on and so forth. They've not actually announced a lot of other countries. They've announced regions and where they expect them to be by a certain time. But here's the thing, Matt. Here's the Mm -hmm. thing. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian comes out in November. And let's say, for argument's sake, it does come out in the UK in March. That is unreasonable, isn't it? And I don't think I'm being unreasonable in saying that it's unreasonable. That's that's a lot of unreasonables in one sentence. <laughs> but the reason is, let's be honest, we are a Star Wars podcast. We get a lot of our content from the US or the UK. Um, and a lot of people who are in similar situations to us where uh, they, they uh, do Star Wars podcasts or they have Star Wars YouTube channels or blogs or websites – you know, a lot of those guys are from America and other parts of the English-speaking world, but mostly from the US, yeah. right? If Disney thinks that the UK market 
is going to wait five months to watch a show they already know everything about. They know all the spoilers. They know all the plot points. They know all the characters. They know everything. If they think they're going to wait five months to then buy Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian, they're mistaken. It's not going to happen. No, I, I agree. And I think now, now the optimist in me says <laughs> that, that, that I could see a situation happening like this. I've been thinking about it, and hey, I might change my mind tomorrow. I might change my mind the week after, the following month. I don't know. I'm thinking that Sky, and I know Luke Summerfield, Snicked 87, our patron, has, has mentioned this, that they might do a distribution deal with someone for the Mandalorian. Sky Atlantic or something? Sky Atlantic, yeah, which is the channel that distributes Game of Thrones yeah. and distributes, um, what's the other one, Chernobyl? Yeah, but pretty much um, all the big lot- US shows that come out, yeah. Yes. So he thinks that, and I actually agree with him. And I feel like that could actually be a deal between Disney and Sky where they go, "What, right, okay, well, if you distribute this show on that date, then you're going to obviously bring in loads of um, viewerships, loads of people are going to be watching it, more ad revenue for you. You know, it's a win-win situation. And then for a uh, 2020 release for Disney+, Plus. It will make uh, the relations between Disney and between Sky a lot easier and smoother to sort out, okay, well, if you do this for us, we're willing to do X, Y, Z to get this all on board and done for February for the rest of our content. Because, we, you know, we can't forget that Disney Plus isn't just about The Mandalorian, although it seems like that is the biggest flagship That's show. That's a flagship show, man. It is. It is, especially for November. For this year... The Mandalorian is without a doubt the biggest show, probably followed by and and hey, it's a different circumstance and entirely different genre. Um, probably followed by The Simpsons. I don't think that'd be unfair to say. And I don't, I don't know. Let Let's see what happens. But I feel like a deal's being done on that. I can't imagine. And I, again, I mentioned this between our conversation with um with with Luke Summerfield. I can't imagine they're going to miss out the second biggest native English-speaking country and market in the world with The Mandalorian. And not only that, we are one of the biggest Star Wars markets in the world, right? People love to love Star Wars here. The US is obviously the number one. But there's lots of other places that Star Wars, you know, it just doesn't do as well. It's just not as, you know... It's not it's not as inserted into the pop culture as it is in Britain and as it is in the US and Canada. A lot of the Anglosphere, a lot of the English speaking world, mm-hmm. right? Star Wars is very strong. In other countries, you know, it just doesn't do as well. It, even in in the in Europe, there's, there's countries where Star Wars just isn't much of a big no, deal. Yeah. So that. I feel like it would be of of I know, I'm just imagine it. Um <laughs> But I, I feel like it would be vital for Disney to try and get this right. But also it's in Lucasfilm's interest to try and get it sorted out here as well. Um, what are your thoughts on it, dude? I know I've been yabbering on for a while about that, but obviously it's, it's a bit of an emotive well, subject. Well, it is. I mean, they only film most of the films and the series in England, but let's just 
bypass that little bit for a bit, shall we, uh, Lucasfilm? I mean, it will sound like we're sitting here, you know, entitled about our first world problems. But, you know, this is being marketed as, as the big thing. We're all so very excited about it. And to think, yeah, five months is a long time to wait. And within seconds of the show finishing, or people live tweet these things now or whatever. So the spoilers will be out there as soon as the show's on. And I'm yeah. not going to not go on Instagram or Twitter or something for five months or, you know, on a Monday evening when the Mando's on, just so I don't see... That's not how the internet works. I shouldn't have to um, I shouldn't have to prevent myself from doing something just because, you know, something... We're, we're, we're not getting privy to something. I'm going to go on there if I want to go on there. It would... It would on, on to your point, it, to, having a Sky-Disney uh, Disney Plus relationship would actually also bring some goodwill for the fans as well because, I mean, I'm probably going to sign up to Disney Plus anyway because of the extreme content they've got also for... Little one's going to absolutely dig what's going on there. But, True. But, True. you know, if... I, I, I've not, I'm not going to sit and say you're not having my money, but if Disney and Sky can pull something out the bag, get the Mando on Sky Atlantic, then come March, no problem whatsoever giving my dollars to Disney+. Plus. I may have seen the Mandalorian, but these two companies, you know, they've noted, they've, they've listened to us, not just us, but the fans, and what and you know, they know we think this is slightly unreasonable, and there'll probably be other territories in the world who'll be saying the same thing. It's not just you know the poor old Brits in a lot of countries out there will be the same. But it would it would generate instill some goodwill that they've you know got this sort of sorted out. There's no I don't know what the red tape is. I'm not going to pretend to know anything either. But it does kind of seem like they've had a fairly long time to get this sorted out, and it's kind of now three months before, and they're like. I don't know, we still don't know when we're going to release it. Oh no, we're finally going to tell you mm-hmm. it's going to be March 2020. It does seem a bit, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, kind of, a little bit. But, listen, because like you said, we we are a Star Wars focused show. We're going to have to see, we're going to have to get some sort of knowledge of this show, because you know, you guys are going to have seen it. We want to talk about it. We want to engage with you guys. It's going to be a bit silly when, you know, one of, one of you guys sends us a message saying, hey, did you see that bit on the Mando web? You know, he took his hat off and his Greedo. And we're going to be like, what? No, you can't say that. Because <laughs> oh, you've spoiled it. It's going to be, it's ridiculous. It's actually going to, it's going to hinder conversation. Uh, and yeah. something like The Mandalorian, yeah. which has actually brought the community together quite nicely. People seem to love this. It's actually now going to be like, people aren't going to want to go onto chat rooms or they're not going to want to go into like, social media at certain times of the day because there are people out there who are wittingly and there are those people out there who are idiots who will knowingly spoil it for people. And you don't, we, yeah. we don't want it to be sport. We want to enjoy it just as much as the rest of you guys. And again, I apologise if this comes off as some sort of entitled rant. It certainly isn't meaning to. It's just passionate guys who want to watch this ridiculously quality bit of uh, product that Disney are giving to us. And we just want to watch it. So hopefully Sky can pull something out of the bag. If not, that's just the way it is, as Tupac once yeah. sang. But yeah. um, we we think, want Matt, something done because we, we we want to watch the show with all you guys. I think we should um, maybe have a conversation in a little bit and talk about if there is anything we as fans can try and do to help this situation, right? And I know some people might roll their eyes and go, "Like oh, that's nothing." No, but no petition. The though. fact the, the 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 fact is, you know, we we can you know let people know our opinions in a very nice, polite and dignified way and, you know, classic British yeah, style. Um, and and let, let Lucasfilm and Disney know, by the way, guys, we we really want this. Please. Um, please, please, with all due respect, we know you guys are have a million and one things to do, but please don't push us 
into a corner that we don't even want to explore. And the right? other territories we as well, want, of course. We, of course, yeah. But we, we want to support this and we want to support the Mandalorian, you know. So let's let's leave it there and maybe oh, chat about it an, another time. And hopefully, you know, news isn't always set in stone. Decisions aren't always set in stone. You know, they could move it. So let's see and let's hope for some good news concerning Disney Plus and the Mandalorian. Yeah. Especially because we've both just said how absolutely spiced out we are at that trailer. It's like we've basically had a bath in Vindaloo. We are spiced out with that Mando trailer. <laughs> a Vinda bath. Vin- <laughs> yeah. um, so, on, 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 should, we, should we talk about something a little bit more positive, shall we? Let's do it, mate. Well, there is something that is definitely coming out in the UK at the same time as the rest of the we world. We get it one day earlier, always, I think <laughs> yeah. we get it one day Whoops. earlier. The irony, the irony. Um, the Rise Sorry. of Skywalker, D23 trailer. Or what are they calling it? The Saga Sizzle Reel or Special Look, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's it. That's so. Place, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. We were all thinking we were getting a behind-the-scenes video, and I think that was um, what the majority of the internet thought. Yeah. That's not what we got, people. That is not what we got. Mate. Today. Mate. Today, as of our recording today, Monday, 26th of August, 2019, we get a sizzle reel of the Star Wars saga as we know it right now now known as the skywalker saga it's a beautiful video that opens up with luke skywalker looking into the twin sons of tatooine mark hamill is narrating the most of the trailer he's talking about with personal we know you know we've heard it all before in the uh first rise of skywalker trailer and then and then <laughs> it goes through all the films of the saga, not in chronological order. Funnily enough, I noticed that it's in release yeah. order. So it starts off with the original films, all great moments, great, great moments. Then the prequels, and then onto the sequel trilogy, and then we get our first glimpse. And our first glimpse is on the desert planet of Pasana. Thank you, Pasana. Right, I got it right. I thought would have in my past. Um, I know, right? Eh, Passana, eh, Passa Passana. Tutto bene. Did you hear Oh, yeah, no, here they are. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so, so, dude, that is one of my favorite shots of the trailer, the first new footage of episode nine, when the crew, Ray, Finn, Poe, 3PO, Chewie, are all on Passana, and they, they go around this rock, and they're all like surprised and they're looking at this just vast crowd of people. Party. It looks like a festival. It's wicked. And dude, I, I was looking at that, I was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that in Star Wars. And yet it looked unmistakably Star Wars. It looked like Star Wars. Oh, dude. <laughs> the new footage. It looks incredible. Um, you want to go on to the next bit? Mate, oh, well, we get this. So, I've, oh, go on. I don't know if I, I don't think, I'm not, I don't sure if we have time to do scene by scene and 
whatnot. And plus, it's it's fresh in my mind, and I'm just kind of like conveying. I'm I'm trying to convey this this all this information in a nice presentable manner. Inside my head is screaming yeah. <laughs> and going absolutely say mental. everything, <laughs> say everything all at once. But I've managed um, to um, elicit from those marvelous chaps at Best Bin Bulletin wicked source of Star out. Wars. Shout out speculation! That guy has been absolute fire this week. I think is he from Wales? Best Bin uh, Bulletin. I think he is as well. A native of this island of somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah anyway, they are, man, they are. But the, like that guy has been, he deserves a, a medal Young for his hard medal. work this weekend. Honestly, massive shout, shout out to Bespin. But I've got, a, I've got a couple of shots, basically screenshots, where he actually re- recounted the footage because we, we weren't sure whether the footage was going to drop in time for this recording. In fact, it dropped about half one UK time in the afternoon. Plenty of time. So I've got, so, I mean, the main shots are on there. I mean, we get that shot of the gang, then we get this just incredible shot of the sort of the I guess it's, whether it's the last of the resistance, but the X wings, the B wings, the U wings, the yes. blockade runners, the bombers, all just appearing out of hyperspace in this kind of mis- foggy, um, foggy atmosphere with the bright sun behind them. And then the next shot is hundreds and hundreds of Imperial. Note that they're Imperial star destroyers, not first order, lined up against this dark sky with lightning that to me sounds like it's palpatine's army from the unknown regions which the aftermath trilogy spoke about they aren't they this is none of this first order rubbish this is the imperial star destroyers so we've got first this, order rubbish you know what i mean it, oh, i love the first oh, order but then but honestly, oh, this could sacrilege. be this could be palp's army and that trumps everything <laughs> so you've got like what 20 20 resistance ships and you've got about 100 star destroyers it, it, it doesn't it's not the same scene it's cut together to look like that, but still, I saw that and I damn near lost my mind. Just that bit. Oh, mate. Yeah. How good was it as well, seeing all the different rebel ships? Oh, yeah. I just want to say. Yeah, that was. That looked incredible. There was no Falcon in there. The Millennium Falcon wasn't there. Was it not? I had a little looky, but it wasn't there. Oh, I thought I saw it. I could be but wrong. I guess that, that I, it's I with the guys and the party in Persona. Right. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. We see um, Leia, don't oh, we? Yeah. we who, who is digitally a little aged. I like how they it did that. It looks great as well. Looks, it does look very good. It looks great. It's always great to see Leia. Uh, the music of this trailer, oh, my. Epic raised Giddy aunt. Oh, it's so good. It's everything about it is so good. You have to remind me of what the next scene is. Basically, I'm freaking out because you've got lots of little little clips and cuts. One of them was a like these lasers hitting a planet. It looked like Kojima, the snow yeah. planet. Hoping it's not it, yeah. not like a Death Star. Hoping it's just like one of those um, dreadnoughts or something just laying siege. Because I don't want any more I'm, stuff like that. But apparently, the Sith I, trooper I'm fleet. I'm you're spot on. The Sith trooper fleet, according to Bespin Bulletin, has Death Star tech. So it may just be one of their guns has an incredible um, bit of artillery on it, a bit of power to it. Yes, that makes sense. And that, and that lines up, especially with the planet thing, that lines up with the colouring in the um, Rise of Skywalker trailer we got in April, the first one, yeah. where Kylo is taking down that guy on the snow planet. But yeah, it's yeah. got like a, a pinky Hue. tone in the, in the background. Yeah, so that kind of lines up with that. Cool. And then next... You've got Finn and Janna together. 
Wicked. Love that. Obviously, shout out to my wifey because she's got big hair. Don't care. Hashtag <laughs> big curly hair. It's great. It's great to see uh, big hair again on a Star Wars film. But Janna looks awesome. She anyway. does look great. John Boyega is a king. Well, I love John Boyega. Um, he looks so good in this film as well. He looks great. But yeah, okay, go, going on. Uh, next scene, you probably didn't recognise him because of his red eyes. C-3PO just there with red eyes. <laughs> just because? Yes, because he's a Sith now. <laughs> yeah, C-3PO. And then we get, yeah. um, and then we get uh, Ray. She's, uh, she's training in a forest planet, which looks alarmingly like Endor, and she throws her sabre. She looks very angry about it as well. At a training droid, and it cuts his tree down. Yes. It, you noticed a training droid as well. I noticed that. I did. It took it, me it a couple of looks. the same one from the Falcon. I wouldn't be surprised it's in there. They showed it in The yeah. Force Awakens. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I love that moment. And she has like some weird like bandage thing around her yeah, hand. Yeah, it's red did thing, you yeah. That as well? Yeah, and I don't know if that's for a ceremonial thing or if it's because she's cut herself. We don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. It may have came from the next scene, which was Ray and Kylo fighting on this. I don't know if it's a rocky cliff or it looks like a, like a metallic kind of cliff in the sea. Um, and they are just absolutely oh, yeah. going at each other with those sabers. There's a vicious saber fight, and I loved that. And there's also just before that as well. Sorry, there's a shot of Kylo coming onto the snow planet, dragging his saber across the floor. Yes. Yes. Kylo in igniting his blade, boom! And but no, the the um, cliff edge thing, the metal—that's Death Star ruins. It looks it's got to be. be, yeah. There's like it's a the turret there as well, yeah. Yeah, they they're yeah, going yeah, at yeah, each other in that. They are they there's they're not they mean business. It looks unbelievable. It looks absolutely fantastic. And then during this bit, of course, Palpatine is talking and it's kind of seamless like the first time i watched the trailer um my first reaction was oh it's yeah we've heard mark hamill's talking or luke's talking blah 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 blah. and then it was only like toward the end i was like oh palpatine was talking at the end he gets I, I know that sounds stupid but i was like oh that's palpatine and that's new dialogue yep i think it kind of oh. throws out the idea that he's a hologram because he seems unless unless it's a hologram of uh, uh, uh like him telling somebody a, a plan now your now your journey needs its end but it sounds like somebody is uh, is physically or spiritually there speaking to whomever they're talking to because after that we get it goes black palpatine says now your journey needs its end we we hear vader's breathing and then we get the money shot blilo the money shot uh Ray, Ray, playing with our emotions of all all kinds of of, of emotions. (laughs) Oh, I mean, she has the lightsaber that's like double. It's two lightsabers that she like flips around and it's and it's it's flipping a double plated lightsaber like Moore's lightsaber. And it's red, people. It's red. She's gone dark. She's a flipping baddie. What's going on? What does this mean? What on earth does this <laughs> She mean? looks as creepy as anything as well because her eyes are just sort of dead, just staring. It's wicked. 
Um, very, very, I, very good I point. I think this is in the film, and I'm, we're going to get onto that in a minute. I've got one 10-second audio clip I wanted you guys to hear, because you may or may not have heard it. This is Daisy Ridley herself, the jewel in England's crown. Basically, here's what she said about that moment, because she was surprised that it was in there, but this is what she said. I mean, the evidence is on the screen. Take that evidence as you will. But there's no smoke without fire. There you go. Daisy Ridley saying, well, the evidence is there on screen. There's no smoke without fire. That's not her saying she's going to go dark, but she is saying, well, look, you all saw what I saw. And, you know, it's going to mean something. It means something. So make of that what you will. Dude. I, this is such a big curveball. These guys, they are playing with our emotions big time. Like, I, I know it's been mentioned about Ray going to the dark side and whatnot. And this kind of, this kind of works into my theory that Ray could or is connected to Palpatine in some mm-hmm. way. Yep. I feel like she could be a daughter of some kind of Palpatine, you know, and I'm not talking about in in a conventional sense where, you know, Palpatine, you know, liked the look of this bird and they got married and, and had a baby. babies and all that, yeah. No, no forced babies here, please. I'm thinking it's a child of the Force, maybe, a child of the dark side, maybe a product of the dark side. Anti-Anakin Skywalker. Maybe, maybe, and maybe Palpatine is the switch that goes off in her head or something to get her to act like that. Now, here's the question. Is it a vision? This is it. Is it a clone? This is going to get people talking for months. I don't think they're going to go down a clone route. If they're going to go down the route where... Daisy Ridley is effectively playing two characters, right? So that would be in a clone situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is that. But if it is something along those lines, I feel like you would have a, I don't know the word for it, like you have a good Ray and a bad Ray. Oh, a good cop, bad cop type thing. Uh, I can't think what it's called now, but uh, mirror mirror type, yin and yang, Dobby. Yes, precisely, precisely. And maybe this brings a whole new meaning to darkness rises and light to me. Do you remember in the Clone right? Wars when when Yoda fought like evil Yoda in that arc? Yes, yes, exactly. Precedent. Well done, my man. Exactly. And it, think of the Last Jedi when Rey goes into the um, like the hole where yep, she has thing. her force vision, right? She did the dark side thing. And she goes up to the mirror. She sees herself. You know, does that play into it? Yeah. Oh, mate. Right? And guys, like, we've not had time to properly digest this. Like, I'm still freaking out about it. Like, I watched it just before we jumped on the podcast to record. You know, so I'm, I'm still digesting this. And I know Matt still is, for sure. Because yes. I've there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in. And this is definitely the biggest one of them all. However, I do think that what you said does play a role in this, that she does look wooden. 
she looks almost hypnotized mm-hmm. or Possessed. you know you right maybe and i think that plays a part in this and that's a testament to daisy ridley's acting but let's see what happens no. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna get a new trailer oh. in october which is how they've been doing it we've got august september and the rest of october to debate all that and and the day before on friday in this in the kind of uh, lucas disney plus reel there was a shot of daisy uh, ray looking at finn saying no i have to go alone it's too dangerous is this what happens when she goes alone where is she going alone to is it the death star i don't know who knows but is this what has come out of it I, it's there's so much to talk about what this tells me is that the timeline of the rise of skywalker so far for those of you who who really want to avoid spoilers? I mean, I'd be surprised Sorry. if you're if you're this <laughs> yeah. sensitive about spoilers. If you're that sensitive about spoilers, I can't imagine you'd be listening to our podcast anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nevertheless, if you are, maybe skip. I don't know, like a minute or two, because I feel like the film will open up on the jungle planet. Mm-hmm. That's been mentioned before it's at Star be early, Celebration. Yeah. And so, jungle planet. I think it's going to go somewhere along this jungle planet, snow planet. Or so, so what's Gima. jungle planet hasn't got that a hasn't name, got a name yet. No, that's just jungle. I don't know wherever the jungle book was set. Ju- so jung- jungle planet, let's call it planet X. Then Kojima, Kojimi, Kojima, which is the snow one. Right. With the, with the thieves quarter on it, where we meet Sorry Bliss. Who's got a history of Poe Dameron, they mentioned. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned that. And then it goes to Pasana, which is the desert planet, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Death Star planet. Now, the dark side ray, now that doesn't... I mean, I was looking at the background, and it looked like there was a metallic, shiny rock in the background, where I was thinking, that doesn't match any of the planets we've seen. Is there another planet at the end of this? film that we don't know about Mustafa. that will be very important i don't i think it's going to be new man mm-hmm. i don't know i mean it could i don't know because as well we haven't talked about the poster because the poster no, yeah out. we got we got that poster and, and if you brought in that image up of um of uh, daisy ridley ray she looks to be wearing a female uh equivalent of carlo ren's it very looks very similar it's even got like, a slash thing across the middle of his outfit so there's that Kylo Ray. So there's that as well potentially. But I, this is going to get people talking. You know what? JJ's opened up a complete can of worms here. But I tend to think that that isn't misdirection. I think that's going to be in the film. Whether it's going to play out that she has gone to the dark side, would JJ Abrams put such a massive, massive pivotal moment in the film? Probably not. But all bets are off at this point. Who knows? But mate, when I heard about this, I could not believe it. And then I saw it. I was like. This actually looks amazing. But let's see where it goes, man. It's done exactly what it is set out to do. And that was to get people hyped, to get people talking about it, to get people asking questions, debating about it. I mean, we're going to be talking about this for a while. Yeah, well, of course, we'll have parts of episodes just dedicated to this. And I know you guys are going to yeah, be talking I... about it. You already are talking about it. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned the poster, though. Should we, uh, what did you, what did you th- just quickly then? What did you think about the poster? Because this is our first official poster. 
Listen, I think if you look at the D23 uh, posters or the promo posters that have come out before the film, so these are the posters that aren't theatrical posters, but kind of, right. So anyway, I remember the Force Awakens one was like a cartoony drawn one as well, right? And it it looked, in my opinion, it looked a little odd. Like I remember seeing the Force Awakens one and thinking, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was like, no, no, not for me. Um, interesting to see. I liked a few bits of bits and bobs of it. And overall, it was okay. The Last Jedi was a little different just because we got a poster with Star Wars Celebration, right? The Last Jedi, which I think is probably one of my favorite film posters of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about one with Ray holding the lightsaber. Yep, red background. And a red background. And on one half, you got a medium-sized Kylo Ren's half of Kylo Ren's face or Ben Solo's face, the other half on a bigger Luke Skywalker. Very simple, very minimal, but very effective. I think that's one of the most beautiful um, posters I've ever seen for a film. This one, when I immediately saw it, I think I was more impressed by what it told rather than what it looked like because I think it doesn't look incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks okay it doesn't look beautiful and for me it's all to do with Palpatine's face I thought Palpatine's face <laughs> looked a bit naff it looked cartoony and a lot of people have been mentioning that I still does it doesn't mean it's a bad poster or anything like that and I get that you know it is meant to be it's an illustration you look at Kylo and Ray fighting you know it's it's like a drawing mm-hmm. and it's obviously like a drawing it's not it's not like a taken picture or a still from the film um and likewise palpatine's face kind of blends in with that but yeah there's just something about it that i'm like it's okay it's okay i'll I'll wait for the proper poster to be released yeah i thought it's great from the middle down i think palpatine looks really odd mm-hmm. and it looks like they've just mm-hmm. took like a shot from rebels and chucked that on let's use that for now and threw it on well there. i've heard that it's I've heard it's like from um, one of the hot toys. Somebody put up a comparison and it's dead on. I think they may have done that. Yeah. And people have been getting a lot of flack for saying, for say, for mentioning that it looks animated, but just call it, call it what it is. It looks like it's been animated. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah. I love how, yeah, but I love I how prominent he is on here on the official marketing. They're now saying this yes. guy is back. Yes. Ray and Carlo fighting may be a hint that they might not be having false babies, but who knows? Carlo does have the high ground in the image. But um, I like the image of them two fighting. I love the set, the stars in the background. But it is just that top half with Palps sort of like gurning at the top of it. <laughs> just really, it does something doesn't look right about it. But it's it's all right. It's not my favourite poster they've ever done, but it's fine. I like the like you said. I like what it symbolises. I like what story it tells. So um, yes, I, yes. I thought it was. I'm good. more interested in what it tells than what how it actually looks, and it, it tells me that Palpatine definitely is playing a big part of this film and therefore a big part of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. That was that was a D23 news. There was so much there for our head to take on that I think mine's kind of started to leak a little bit. I'm, 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 I don't know, my brain's coming out of my ear. So we, we are undoubtedly going to be talking about all of that 
going forward in episodes leading up to the Mando and leading up to Fallen Order. We forgot about everything else that's coming out. Of course, the rise oh, of Skywalker will be coming out. So, shall we push open those big old heavy doors to the Vantina, my man? Ooh, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, look, it's that Quarren. It looks like Amanda Laura is going to cut him in half over there. Um, anyway, Barman, give us two of your <laughs> finest. Oh, what should we have today? No, I'll have something uh, absolute filth, please. Okay. I'll have a uh, Mandalorian martini. Ooh, I'll have a uh, Geonosis gut twister. Thank you very much for that. Naughty. So, uh, we, as we do, we took to the social verse to find out what you guys, the best damn listeners in the galaxy, enjoyed most from the D23 offerings. And you came up with some magnificent answers. So, thank you, guys. Marvel, Master Blywalker, let's do it. So, first up, we got one of our patrons, one of our newest patrons, Donnie Jeep, said, all of it, but my top one is The Mandalorian. Love the feel of it. So hyped. Even more after the trailer and the casting, who's expanding. It was great to see you and Diego and, Diego and Alan, but we don't know a lot about their TV series. As for The Rise of Skywalker, it's cool, but no, The Mandalorian for me. Oh, spicy. Nice one, one of the greatest men on the planet, Eric Eilerson. Eric Blylison said, My legendary friends, you know I can't choose easily. Based on my pure exhilaration, nothing got me more excited than Obi-Wan. However, the rise of Skywalker will probably change the trajectory of my entire life. How lucky are we? And that final uh, sentence, how lucky are we, sums the whole thing up. Oh, dude, absolutely. Up next, we got another patron, Snicked87, who said, I'm going to have to become the best pirate in the galaxy to watch The Mandalorian, hassling Disney <laughs> for a UK release in November. Yes, brother. We're going to do me. that. We're going to get it done. Uh, Laura Wren, friend of the show, uh, she just dropped a mind-blown gif. Nuff said. Beautiful. I'm next. We've got Sam, aka Killer Queen 501, who gave us a gif of Chewin Han hugging with the Honko. I'm all right, pal. I'm all right. He may still be recovering. <laughs> I think he is. I think he is. Uh, great artist, Larissa, aka Dark London Art. She said Obi Wan and Dark Ray. Yes. Yes. Dark yeah. Ray for the She's win. She's been trending all over socials, by the way, today. Has she? Yeah, I do. I'm not surprised. And the Star Wars films have been blowing up massive. Or Star Wars trailers, sorry, been blowing up. Up next, we've got KT120, who says, Ewan coming back, my brain is mush. Ewan McGregor as an actor will always hold a special place in my heart. It was his portrayal that made Obi-Wan my favourite Star Wars character. So to see him coming back is a dream come true. Heart. Totally agree, Katie. You absolute legend and another one of our newest patrons. Thank you. And yeah, anything you and McGregor touches is just, hello there, gold. Uh, Cammy's Corner said, that Kenobi is going to be real. It's great that he just loves the role and he's not snobby about Star Wars. He just, He loves all of it. He loves it. He loves it. Our next absolute legend, a regular contributor, regular listener, all-round Ukrainian legend, Alderanian Rose, the legend, said Ewan McGregor has been one of Star Wars' best ambassadors for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's never once gotten angry answering questions about his time in Star Wars. He's never disparaged the prequels for a laugh. I'm so grateful he's our Kenobi and that he finally got to answer yes. What a lovely comment. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. It's true. It's like the proposal we've all been waiting for. And he finally said yes. Mandalorian Mark. No 
Professor's guessing where he's going to say. He's talking about the Mandalorian trailer. He said, I loved it. I've watched it about 4,849,395 times. That's a mouthful. It's got me wondering so many things. And Favreau's comments about green shoots sprouting from the galaxy and civilization developments makes me wonder how this is going to play into the Outer Rim status post-Civil War. Mm. The action looks amazing. Check. The characters look fantastic. They do. And the characters also look perfect. And the use of real props and characters is so much better than CGI. So I think this will be something special. And we agree with you, as we've just been saying, mate. Mandalorian Mark, you absolute legend. Couldn't agree more, mate. Celine Jade said it's definitely been the Mandalorian trailer. The sets look just as good as everyone said they did, and the cinematography looks amazing. I'm still convinced that Darth Maul's frozen in carbonite <laughs> at the end. But watching you and finally breathe a sigh of relief and say, Yes, I'm playing Kenobi again, warmed my heart. We've got from the Resistance broadcast, Lacey Gilleran. Shout out, went with Kenobi and Dark Ray. Dark Ray again, of course. Jen Marie of Anakin and Angel went with the Rise of Skywalker footage, especially as she was on site to watch it at D23 in Los Angeles. I'm so jealous. I am so jealous, Jen Marie. Friend of the show, Jen Marie. Uh, thank you for that. Keep up the great content, by the way. Um, Grandmaster Galen Merrick, 08, a.k.a. Samuel Allen, went with the Mandalorian trailer and the description of the behind-the-scenes for The Rise of Skywalker. This came in before the footage dropped. Though, I, from what I understand, Galen has just recovered and just woken up from seeing that footage. Mm, absolutely. Up next, we've got Darth Barbie, who said, I'm excited about Disney Plus and its news on an OB series, along with the trailer Mandalorian that was just released. Yes. Darth Barbie. Everyone's favourite dork, Sam Rocky Dork, said, The Mandalorian trailer and the announcement that Ewan is back. Big time, big time. Up next, Kelly Hoston said, Obi-Wan! Ewan looked so happy to be on that stage, finally. Yes, he definitely did. You could see the weight lift off him. Norhal Queller, uh, she went with the Kenobi news. Hello there. And the tidbits from the rise of Skywalker. Nor, we'd love to hear what you thought about the footage as well. Yeah, absolutely. Brock Bellinger said the trailer for hashtag The Mandalorian was absolutely amazing and my favourite reveal. The characters looked intriguing and the attention to minor details and Easter eggs have me excited for this series. Everyone loves Spare Mando. Didn't even think about the Easter eggs they're going to chuck in. I can't wait for that as well. Uh, Carter Zhang of the Sina Saber Lightsaber Club, all the way from China, said Obi-Wan and Dark Ray. Nice little oh, couplet yes. going on there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Up next, with one of the best usernames I've seen in my entire life, Palp Fiction, <laughs> said, as much as I'm pumped up for The Mandalorian, it's got to be in the announcement that Kenobi is happening. And for Ewan to be there personally to deliver the news and enjoy the fans' reactions, wow. Even if it's six episodes of him meditating in his hut, he'll be great. Cannot wait. Uh, Sir Marcus of Griffin, here we go, said uh, Clone Wars starts in February. We've got some Clone Wars loving. Big time. Up next, Renegade Six Killer went with the tree with the teasing <laughs> of details on the rise of Skywalker, episode nine. Uh, Procrastinator went with the Obi-Wan series confirmation. Hello there. 
all spicy and finally we got pete hitman hart who said watching everyone go crazy on social media social media about what's been revealed yes that's also been fun and i also just want to mention that obviously all of these reactions came in before the episode nine uh, most recent trailer came out onto the internet so none of these guys at the time they wrote to us had saw Except uh, the Jen rise Marie. of skywalker apart from jen marie she saw it live in, the, in in anaheim uh yeah we're jealous <laughs> we, we, yeah we, we yeah not enough say it uh, looks like the mandalorian trailer won the day by the way but obi-wan and dark ray was a close second we've mentioned throughout the show that p-word patreon we're on patreon now we've had uh We've had some wonderful people sign up already, and we are ridiculously grateful. Genuinely, we really, really are. Uh, we're so we're so looking forward to getting all your stuff out to you, seeing you with it, and you know, hopefully, you love what we've got to offer because we're going to love giving it to you guys. So, Luke, who, what's our roll call for our first lineup of Patreons? Right. So, first off, I want to name and shame um, all of you guys <laughs> that signed up to support our podcast, and uh, like um, like uh, Matt just said. It means the absolute world to us. We're overwhelmed with how many people and how much support we've received in the show. So to have you guys contribute that little bit more to it is is phenomenal. So our first ever patron to the show was none other than Isaac Pevy from Kent, <laughs> who who entered the $3. This is where the fun begins, Tier. Uh, thank you so much, Isaac. Up next, we've got Daniel Sexton who entered with the $5 tier, the high ground. Sean Hudson went on the I am the Senate tier. Um, Katie Stubbs, I think that's Katie, 120, went with the $10 tier. Sid Laws are our speciality. Um, Up next, Old Iranian Rose, legend, queen of the Ukraine, entered with the $3. This is where the fun begins, tier. Um, Up next, (laughs) Donnie Jeep. Entered with the hello there, $2 tier, <laughs> absolute there. legend. Up next, Don Boring went with the $10 tier, Sith Lords are our speciality. And then Luke Summerfield went with the this is where the fun begins tier. Oh my word, the 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 support has been phenomenal. And we are going to keep on putting up the best content in the world for you patrons. Um Honestly, this has given Matt and I such a drive. I mean, we were already driven with this podcast anyway, and we're determined to give you guys the best, the best Star Wars media, and, and also just fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That we can offer. And you patrons, you guys are in for some amazing, amazing surprises coming up real soon. So He said it on air, yeah, now it's got to happen. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. We want to make it fun because what's the point if everything's boring? Because we're talking about a space opera, which wasn't real. So let's make it fun. But for those joining at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier, you are guaranteed a uh, monthly question for the show. So send us a question and in the one of the monthly shows, we'll shout out and we'll answer it. Obviously, this is the first show since and it's the last show of August. So we're going to chuck out the questions we've got. And we've got some bangers. First up, we've got Katie. Uh, Katie. Uh, she's come up with a banging idea and I quote, I thought of an idea here, guys. For every monthly question, I shall ask you what your favourite moment is for a specific character. I shall allow honorary mentions, and you can include it, uh, anything from films, TV shows, games, books, or even the holiday special. So for this month, let's start <coughs> something big. What's your favourite Luke's Skywalker moments? Much love. Oh. Oh, I'm a Jedi like my father before me is mine. When he faces oh. down the most evil man in the galaxy, 
well, the father whose hand he's just viciously cut off, by the way. But he throws his, his saber down, looks at the emperor in the eye, and says, "I'm a father Jedi, like my governor oh, before you me." Shvina. This is when he throws his lightsaber to the floor as That's well, it. isn't he it? He flings it and he's like... That's what I was going to say. What are you going to do about it, big boy? Up in your throne. Oh, oh I'm sorry, mate. That's it. Also because um, my... I love that moment. My young nipper when she was born, she was lucky enough to have a pink baby girl which said, I'm a Jedi like my father before me on it. She had it going when she first started. So that one... Uh, any other ones, Luke? Yeah, dude, I'm going to say uh, the binary sunset. Yeah. And I'm actually not gonna. I'm gonna say both the A New Hope uh, version and the Last Jedi oh, version. Just at the end of the Last Jedi, I absolutely adore those moments. And yeah, that's a great suggestion. That's a great that idea. That's a great idea. That's a great one. idea, Katie. You absolute legend. <laughs> I can't wait for next month's one. Let us one. know yours. And honestly, book. yeah, let us know yours. Let us know. Let us know yours, and we'll uh, give you a cheeky little mention in the next show. Up next, we've got Don Boring, our next patron, who said, uh, what Star Trek actor would you like to have seen in a Star Wars movie, past or present? Matthias, do you want to take us away with that one? Um, oh, man, Patrick Stewart. Why not? Patrick Stewart. Oh. Can you imagine like a really old Jedi? Not calling him old, but he is. A sage old Jedi with that voice. Patrick Stewart's oh, voice. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not William Shatner? Have William Shatner and Mark Hamill fighting on screen. That would be great. So uh, the obvious one, William Shatner and Patrick Stewart. Mm, I like it. I like it. For me, it would be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. I think he'd be, yeah, I think he'd be really cool in a Star Wars film. Not as a major character, mind you. Could even be like an alien. Uh, I know he yeah. did some CG work um, for one of the Hobbit films. He was the dragon um, That's it. That's it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like Benedict Cumberbatch for me. Great question. These patrons, man, these guys are dedicated. Donnie, you're an absolute king. Thank you so much and great question, mate. Thank you. Uh, a man who mentioned it before, Luke Summerfield, Snicked87. What a top man. He asked, what is your most prized Star Wars possession? Uh, Luke, what's your most prized Star Wars possession? So, I mean, I'm not a collector as as... Well, yeah, no, I'm not really a collector. I hold a... F- I, I'm in ownership of a few Star Wars things. <laughs> not as much um, as we'd like to be here. Yeah, I don't really have the space for it. However, I do have a really prized possession. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or sell it one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's actually the 40th anniversary Black Series R2-D2. Um, yeah, and I know that goes for a lot of money on eBay. Right now, I think that goes to like a hundred pounds um, here and now. And I picked it up for twenty quid at Toys R Us, and it was, it was fallen at the back of like a shelf nice. uh, between all these other like toys and whatnot, like normal six-inch toys. And yeah, I, I picked it up, and I was like, I, I just, I got it. I, I looked at it, and I looked at the packaging, and I adored it. I absolutely adored it, and I just had to buy it. And I'm not a collector. So right now it's sitting in my flat in mint condition. With a price um, tag on it. So I, I'd say that. I've also recently acquired a Jar Jar Binks figure, which I really like. Nice. Um, but my most, my, my most, 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 most prized possession that I will never, ever sell is my Lego Millennium Falcon. Ooh. For those of you who follow us on Instagram, you might I've see it. In, that. In, you might see it in some of our um, stories. 
where I post what I'm doing like on my TV and you'll see on my glass cabinet, I have my TV on the top and on the middle shelf, I have a Lego Millennium Falcon that my uh, lovely, uh, beautiful wife got me years ago for an anniversary. And uh, the day, the night I opened that, I was literally, it felt like I was a six-year-old again. Yes. It was the best. So that's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's decoration goals right there. Um, get yourself a wife who allows Star Wars toys in the house. Mine, I recently got that Phantom Menace chess set, which goes for about 70 quid on eBay. So um, eBay might be getting a new listing soon. But um, I like, um, for me, mine's more sentimental than anything, similar to yours. Mine is the, we've, we've already mentioned it, it's the, the Last Jedi celebration poster. It was a gift from my then one-year-old daughter. She obviously knows how much her daddy loves Star Wars. And I got this poster nicely framed, which is adorned uh, the wall in my bedroom. Of uh, that wicked poster, uh, the Red Last Jedi poster. So, again, more sentimental than anything, but, you know, it means a lot. And I love I love that poster anyway. But, of course, it's from it's from uh, the young Padawan herself. So, uh, I've got some cool Star Wars socks as well. But, also, <laughs> just, just a collection of books I've got on, um, behind the toy box. All the kind of dictionaries and all that kind of expand, like Galactic and Atlas and all that. Never going to part with those. They're just like geek lore, which I may look at. It's like coffee book reading. But, but for me, it's that poster. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That, like you, Great that, that chess set might be getting a might be getting sold soon. Not because I don't like it, but because I haven't got space for it in a minute. But uh, I know people out there would mm, like to have. That's that, the so. thing. So that's the thing. That was a great question, though, mate. Yeah, brilliant question, dude. Keep um coming. Um, Sean Hudson, familiar name, mm, who joined in that I am I am the Senate tier asked in what sequence in any film do you think the Falcon has looked its best? For me. When Ray flies the first time on Jakku, JJ awesomeness that. But what about you? That's a that's a fantastic question, and maybe it's just the power of persuasion. But I'm I'm kind of along the same lines as you. It's when the Falcon, when we first see the Falcon in the Force Awakens and the way it was introduced, um, the garbage will do. And the music. Oh, dude. And it's got all like the uh, cloths over it and stuff. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm probably going to go for the Falcon in The Force Awakens. It looks best in that scene, like, visually, like, technically, visually, best, good in that scene as well. All the crate scene of The Last Jedi, I think, looks great flying through the. Um... The red crystal tunnel things. But it may be in Solo. Shout out to Solo. Make Solo 2 happen. Ooh. When the ship oh, is yes. revealed for the first time. Um, Lando's yes. there in his, in his like, um, Marlene from Fools and Horses jacket. And he's like, this is the Falcon. Han <laughs> falls in love with it, but it's kind of... Marlene. That's it, Mar- Marlene. It's, like, it's got this like, blue hue to it. And it looks great. And obviously, then in the Kessel Run, it gets beaten up. I also quite look it, like it as it's going through the Kessel Run. As it's just degrading more and more with each scene. It's, until it lands on... Uh, Savarine, and it's just battered basically when I have to crash land it. So, from solo, when it looks beautiful, when it looks like proper landoed up, to how it ends up on Savarine after Hans had a go on it. So, that's probably my favourite. It didn't look his best then. When it looked his best, the crate scene for me, I think, looked brilliant on crate. So, yes, thank you, Big Brother, for your support and for your question. Keep them coming, please. Donnie Jeep, he asked, this is a good question. We haven't mentioned this in any of our shows, actually. Do you think the Mandalorian will keep his helmet on during? All of the show, all of the episodes. Um, I'm not even sure we're going to learn the identity of the Mando. Apparently, he does actually have a name. I think it was E Weekly or Entertainment uh, Weekly, or whatever they're called. Didn't necessarily confirm it, but they kind of put in parenthesis he does have a name. 
But um, mm. maybe in a season finale we'll see his face. Face, but I think the mystery of actually not knowing—we all know it looks like Pedro Pascal, but that's, the Mandalorian isn't Pedro Pascal as a character. So I'd like the mystery of like not knowing who he is, if possible. But I mean, they—they they could do. They might just just have him taking his helmet off because mm. he gets hot. But um, I'm not sure. I'm going to say season finale. You—you you think season finale? I think. I think he's going to take his helmet off. I think just from a. From an acting perspective, mm-hmm. I think maybe episode two, or maybe shout. the end of episode one, maybe. But I think he's going to take maybe that little boy. That's my that's son, my opinion. And he's having to bounty out on his wife, right. or that, or his ex-wife, right? But yeah, that would be sick. Be quite good, but not like Jerry Springer job. But um, okay, so we've got episode two or episode, end of episode one, and I've gone for the finale. I now tend to think Luke's right on that one. Thank you so much for sending in that question, Donny Jeep, you absolute lad, who, of course, joined on the hello there, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Um, finally, we have the Queen of Ukraine again getting a cheeky little feature on the show, Old Iranian Rose, who's also joined it there. This is where the fun begins, Tim, who left us a cheeky little voice question. Play it, Matthias. Boom. Hey, Matt and Luke, it's Rose. I have a question for you. If Lucasfilm called you tomorrow and said that you could have any role behind the scenes in Star Wars, what would your dream job be? Would you like to develop future stories, work in the creatures department, design sets, travel the world with the production crew, or something else? Thanks, guys. And Nikai Budit Zvami Sila. Sweet! There we go. Right. That is a quality question. So for me, I think I'd love to be involved in the filming somehow and the actual physical production. Obviously, if you don't know, um, I love photography. I love taking pictures. Photographer in the galaxy. So, dude, honestly, I I love, I adore taking pictures. So I'd probably like to try and get involved from that perspective. Maybe I can be like the on-set photographer. Um, maybe uh, dive into videography a little bit, learn about that, which I'm very interested in anyway. So yeah, that's that would definitely be the sort of role I'd be looking about, looking for. What about you, Matt? Uh, of course, I'd want to be in a story group, man. Imagine going into, imagine going into work, sitting in some plush meeting room, and the host of the meeting is like, right, what's Luke Skywalker going to be doing today? Or what's Ray's story? What book mm. should we help with content? Mapping out the story, the possibilities, the secrets. Pablo Hidalgo, man. However, I mean, getting to work as a location scout, I think, would be quite fun. Traveling the world, trying to find like these exotic, otherworldly locations that have this like alien-looking environment. I'd love to be a location scout. Personally, first because I get like a three sixty-five day holiday, but um, you're you are then uh, setting the tone for the film or the series, or you're giving something in canon like a new planet or something, which you can go to the theatre or watch Disney Plus and think, I found that location and look what they've done with it now. I think that'd be wicked. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, do you know what? I really like your answer about Thanks, the mate. story group. I uh, And I think that would definitely be my second choice. Can you imagine that? Choice. Getting a cup of coffee, sitting Writing down, a story. and your work yeah. is like, right, we need to come up with what, uh, we need to come up with a little twist in the rise of Skywalker. Right, shoot. And everyone's yeah. just throwing ideas out. And you're getting paid to do that. I probably have princely sum as well to do that. Man. Yeah. 
Uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. What another great question. Our patrons. I can't wait for next Absolute month now. Absolute <laughs> legends. Me too. Me too. Oh, mate. Well, yeah. Thank you to everybody who signed up for Patreon. As we said, we, we appreciate it so much. We do. We'd like the fa- we appreciate the fact that you just tune in each week to listen. And I would like to say, for those who are signing up, it means the absolute world. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, all your rewards are going to be going out next month. And new content's going to be dropping on the Patreon page too. So keep your eyes on that. We've been talking about that already. If you want to sign up to support the show, or you just want to see what we're offering, the link is patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. All one word, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Have a look. Um, see if you like it. If you don't, no problem whatsoever. We just appreciate your support. We truly mean that. And thank you again to the best listeners in the galaxy for your continued support. Yeah. Moving on now. We've got a, a poem from the greatest wordsmith in the galaxy. Shall we take it away with Curtis Smith? Yes, do it. Fake news. Do it. Fake news. Don't look now, but I've got a notion. That big scaly dude's a Trandoshan. I hear they eat Wookiees, like they're Girl Scout cookies. Keep walking. Don't make a commotion. The Trandoshan Anti-Defamation League would like it known that while sworn enemies of the vile Wookiees, the Trandoshan people do not, in fact, eat them on Lent or without appropriate condiments. Thank you. The only man who can make onions cry is Curtis Smith. Thank you so much for that, mate. Um, I'm looking forward to your Rise of Skywalker theme poems, which I'm sure you're going to be doing in light of all this new footage. I'm expecting a dark grey one to drop any time now. Always Curtis, always a Kessel, spicy, <gasps> a legend. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your favourite part of the podcast. It's the Matt and Luke quiz. Right, so this week it is my turn to give Matt some naughty little questions. Let's see what he can remember from this weekend. <laughs> you ready for your first question, Matthias? Music is cute. Legend. Let's, oh, wow. Let's do it. Sink or swim. Right. Okay. All right. So, Master Jabba the Hud, how long was today's D23 <laughs> special look into the rise of Skywalker? Was it A, two minutes and 30 seconds? Was it B, three minutes and five seconds? Or C, Two minutes and 11 seconds. Oh. Do you know what? I was going to say two minutes, 21 seconds for some reason, because I'm a nerd. I'm going A, two minutes, 11 seconds. Is that your final answer? It's my final answer, Jeremy. <clears throat> it was C with two minutes and 11 seconds. That's what it's I said. longer than that. Oh, was it? I thought yeah. you said two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> no, two minutes, 11. Oh, my bad. Okay. Right, maybe it's this. Let me check what what's this alcohol percentage on this fucking West Indies quarter. All right, okay, take that back. Uh, shut up, Luke. See, <laughs> okay, yeah, you got that right. Then two minutes and eleven yes. seconds was how long that trailer was. Although it felt a little longer. It did. Um, right. So how long 
was Friday's Mandalorian trailer. Was it A, one minute and 36 seconds, or B, one minute and 26 seconds, or C, one minute and 46 seconds? Oh, it wasn't very long, was it? Um, mm. uh, C, one minute 46 seconds. Oh, no. It was one minute and 30 seconds long. It was A. Oh, well, but you can make up for it, mate. This, I I should imagine you'll get this. Who is voicing IG-11? Not (laughs) IG-88. IG-11 in The Mandalorian. It's Taika Waititi. Oh, he's got it. Yeah. I just want to know what he sounds like as a robot. Dude, I am so interested in how that's actually going to sound. Because I always thought the IG droids just didn't talk. They were talking like (laughs) some coded language. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Um, Right, so as per what we saw in Friday's Mandalorian trailer, where was the Mandalorian's main rifle first featured? Oh, that big thing. Um it was mm. Boba Fett, wasn't it? Um, the holiday special. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. That's it. He knows. Send he the check. knows. There we go. Oh, you absolute lad. Right. Okay. So this this is the final big question. Okay. If you had to choose, if you had to choose okay. between having episode nine or the Mandalorian and the other one gets destroyed. Don't do that. <laughs> Which one are you choosing? <laughs> wow. Uh, the yeah. noose or the yeah, gun? Yeah, I went um, there. I went there. Oh, oh. This is going to kill me to say it. It's, episode nine's got to stay, man, because you've got to see the combination. But that Mandalorian trailer was sick. I, oh. dude, Jeremy, it's going to be episode nine has got to stay. Mando's getting burned. Dude. Listen, obviously there's no right or wrong answer, but in this case, it's the right answer. Yeah, everything's <laughs> yeah. a wrong answer. I, I agree. I agree. It, for me, it would be the episode nine uh, every day because we've seen it this far. Surely we've got to see the end of the Skywalker saga. We've got to see um, us out the door, man. And to end the quiz oh, section cheeky of bonus the show, round. Blimey. Well, well, you've kind of already spoiled it, mate, because <laughs> I wrote this, and you've already blinking mentioned it earlier on in the podcast. It's a question that you, this, this is how you know it's random. That's how you know it's random. You can tell for sure that this this is, um, yeah, not not necessarily written down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So to end the question, this is this is something that Matt doesn't need to answer. Why did we probably not recognise C three PO in today's trailer? <laughs> Oh, because of the red eyes, yeah. Nice. You already mentioned you that earlier. Legend. On. So there we go. Sorry for being a party pooper, everybody. That's <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, it's all right. I let you ruin my little bit of the game. That's fine. I'll make sure I get one next week, which you can ruin for me. So there we go. That is our game show for this week. Ooh, thank you to the host, the host with the most is Luke Bly. Love it. Good idea. I like that sh- that idea. And sorry for spoiling it at the very end. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I misheard your answer on the first question. Oh, we're equal, we're equal just... then. Yeah, no, there we go. There we go. It's all good. No worries. Well, thank you. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. I am very sorry to say. I really do mean that this time. But the fun doesn't end there. We're no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session. 
with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Feel free to drop us a voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And also, don't forget that we are now on Patreon for bonus content, beautiful content. Mm -hmm. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, our Rogue One commentary is up there and it's a heck of a lot of fun as well. Uh, we're also on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy. You can find the podcast, we're there. And if you love our show, you know, please drop us a, a good review on your podcast uh, platform of choice because it, it just helps the show get out there more and more. We love listening from all of you guys out there because it makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely, and please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, tell the bloke who works down the local garage. The more, the merrier, the spicier. Shout it in the library. God, I dare you. Tell your Harley Quinn Twi'lek as well. This is the podcast you are looking for. So until next time, from me, it's see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. What about that dark side ray though? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> they are essex-based podcast heroes Club.